Welcome to the Pints and Parlays podcast with your hosts, Brett Treadway and Matthew Fitzgerald. Welcome back to the Pints and Parlays podcast. This week I am joined by someone a little different. I've talked about him before. He's one of my closest friends, best sports brain around. It's T-Dubs. Say hello, Tyler. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Brett. Yeah, no problem at all. So uh, this week, Matthew's a little bit busy. Um, We had to get a podcast in before the Super Bowl. Biggest game of the year. Um, So I thought, who else better to have on than Tyler? So let's get cracking. I don't know how that's going to sound. Normally I have a microphone right next to it, so that could sound awful. I have no clue. Um, so as Tyler knows, and as Matthew would know if he was on, we recorded last week and I completely lost the audio. I have a file on my computer that the audio always goes to. I have no clue where it went and now I have nothing. So you guys were supposed to have a podcast last week. It was honestly hilarious. There was a moment in it where Matthew and I traded beers. I gave him his favorite beer. It was Miller Lite. He literally takes, it was an aluminum bottle, and he takes it and punches a hole in the side of it and just starts shotgunning it. Mid-podcast, just starts getting drunk, honestly. He pulled a Jason Kelsey and just went all for it. So you guys missed that. I'm sorry. Um, I'll try to hopefully we'll have this audio so I can actually so you guys can actually listen. Um, One big thing from that podcast, we now have a podcast rule. No more Taylor Swift. If we talk about Taylor Swift, it is now Sailor Swift. We don't want to hear her name anymore. We're sick of seeing her. Podcast done. So... Tyler, welcome to the podcast. I know you've I know you've been an avid Thank listener. Um, I know you've been itching to get on here. I, yep. We we haven't had a time yet. This was a very last minute thing. I texted you what an hour ago and said, "Hey, let's let's film a podcast." Yeah, a little over an hour ago. So, um, hopefully, everyone welcomes you in. I know I'm excited. We talk sports all the time outside of the podcast, and now to have you actually on is a pretty big deal for both of us. So yeah, I'm um, excited. Yeah, that's good. Um, Tyler is a big NBA guy. We've said on this podcast a couple times, Matthew and I aren't really big into the whole NBA thing. So um, Tyler is a big Cavs fan. And uh, Tyler, kind of tell us how the Cavs have been doing lately. Yeah, they're second seed in the East right now. I believe entering tonight, they're four and a half games back of Boston for the one seed. Okay. Donovan Mitchell has been, been playing out of his mind here lately. Uh, we're healthy again. We just got Evan Mobley and Darius Garland back a little over a week ago. We won eight in a row and 16 of our last 17. Wow. Okay. And so... we are currently up by, I believe, like 20 in Toronto right now. What? Hey, nothing better. So it's looking um, good. Yeah, it sounds like they're doing really good. Um, 
I've kept up on it a, a little bit. When I'm working at the studio, a lot of times Derek back at the studio, he has the Cavs on. So okay. we'll be watching those games every once in a while. I just haven't kept up too much on it. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, the trades that have happened. And you were yep. saying not too many <clears throat> big stars have been traded or anything. But uh, we were talking <laughs> – sorry – we were talking a little bit about uh, something funny that happened. So who was it that got traded to the Bucks again? Uh, Patrick Beverly was <laughs> traded from, I believe, I think it was Philly to Milwaukee. Okay. And then I saw, and I sent it to you, Brooke Lopez tweeted, it was nice playing with you. We had 16 minutes on the same roster. Now I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> so yeah, Bucks that. traded for Patrick Beverly. He was on the roster for 16 minutes. And then the Bucks traded Brooke Lopez away. <laughs> what Was it Brooke? I thought it was big hair Robin. I was it Robin? Wrong. It might have been Robin. I think you're right. Okay, I think it was Robin. Brooks. Big uh, Brook is more of a big, big time like player. I don't think Robin usually because Robin used to be a cab and he'd get like garbage time minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, we we both thought that was pretty funny. Uh, it's doing... it's funny how sports work out like that sometimes. Right. Right. And it's, to see the guys make a joke about it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you and I share countless numbers of TikToks, Instagram messages. Uh, now that Facebook is the only thing that works for me at work, I've been sending you some stuff on there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's constant between you and me. Um, <laughs> so you and I, both big Buckeye fans. Big Ohio State Buckeyes fans. Yep. So in the offseason, we got a new offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien. I want to know how did you feel about that? I didn't feel strongly one way or the other. Um, one thing I liked about the hire was that he had worked in both pros and college. Right. College, so I think he would do pretty well there. Um, he's he's a veteran, you know. He's been around. Um, don't think he's going to take much crap from players. Um, I would. But say I was thrilled about the hire. There were now other people on the other hand may not have been, but I think him and Day would have been a good duo. I personally was not excited about it. <laughs> I did Sorry. not want to see Bill O'Brien there. Um now I was a little bit okay with it. He was an uh a patriot at one point. <laughs> so I was I was more okay with it there. But the big point was what I've seen him do recently is not up to the caliber of a high state football, in my opinion. So that's, uh, that's that's a fair assessment. That's kind of where I was there. And then six did, days. Did later, you have anybody in mind that you that you wanted for the job? Who I really want to see. Who I really wanted to see was Brian Hartline. Right. I wanted to see Brian Hartline get the OC job. Still haven't seen it. Bill O'Brien gets hired, and then he's like, whoa, 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 wait. Boston College wants me as the head coach. Screw you guys. 
I'm going there. Well, yeah, and the, but then I thought I read that like he's from the Boston area originally, okay. so he was basically like going back home. Gotcha. Okay. But still, the fact that this whole thing kind of came about really late and him yeah. emerging as a candidate really late was interesting, you could say. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird that he gets hired as the OC at Ohio State and the Boston College is like, oh, you'd be perfect for the for the head coach, like just out of nowhere almost. Mm-hmm. So now his he's officially been hired, right? Yep, a couple. Okay. It just happened yesterday or the day before, I think. Okay, so now we have Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, not too excited about it, but I would put him a step above Bill O'Brien. Yeah. So what he's been able to do at where was he? Was it UCLA? Yep, UCLA. What he's done at UCLA wasn't the best but what he's done in the past chip kelly is amazing to see at a program like Iowa state mm-hmm. so but well, i mean what do you think about chip kelly um you know i was talking to somebody worth the other day and you know it's kind of like bill o'brien you know <laughs> he, he's got all his talent to work with i think it very well could work out Right. Um, but I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Honestly, I just, you know, it's going to show itself on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be too excited about either one of them, but mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have a Chip Kelly out there than a Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And I don't think you necessarily have to look at the past success for Kelly. Cause like when you think of UCLA football, you don't think of them as a team that you're hearing out of the Pac-12, even though the Pac-12 has vanished now. Right, the right. Powerhouses were Oregon and Washington. You know, UCLA was hovering seven and five, eight and four most years. Yeah. So, and you could throw in USC as well as a Pac-12 powerhouse. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see what. I let's be honest. We have enough talent on the offensive side that I think you or I could go out there and probably be an offensive coordinator. But the, we're, sure. they're going to have a lot more success with someone like Chip Kelly out there. So I, mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see. One one thing I'm kind of excited about is it sounds like what I was reading the other day, bringing Chip Kelly in makes it sound like they want to have an active quarterback. Right, being like being a to uh, run pass off a run pass threat. Right, and you know you add that in with Travion and Judkins from Mississippi State or no Ole Miss, oh, from Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, good. Yeah, it's going to make defenses choose who they want to beat you. Right, and and honestly, Ohio State hasn't really had that, in my opinion, since like Braxton Miller. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really been able to say that we're a dual threat offense. You might be able to throw JT Barrett in there. Right. And um, I was just about to bring him up. Guy. Yeah, I was just about to bring him up. He you could say that he was dual threat, but 
he was one of those guys that he would get you the yards when he had to on his feet, but he way rather would have stayed in the pocket. Yeah. When, I mean, Braxton Miller, when, when you think of like that kind of quarterback at Ohio State, he's like the icon that you think of. And right. He's most famous for that spin move mm-hmm. at Charlottesville and VT. Yeah. Way back when, you know, eight well, years right. ago or whenever that was. Yeah, we we were still little kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, can remember Chris Fowler Young Miller with the spin move. Right, right, right. So I I think that would be interesting to see kind of bring back that dual threat offense back to Ohio State. That honestly, I would have liked to see with CJ, but we all know CJ didn't want to move. <laughs> So I I think we could have been a dual threat offense with CJ and and Justin Fields, which you could kind of say we were, but Justin was a little more lenient on the JT side where Justin would only use his feet when he basically absolutely had to. Like, yes, we had those quarterback run plays in the offense, Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't go to them as much as we were with someone like Braxton Miller. Yeah. So I think it would be cool to see Chip Kelly come in and say, hey, guys, let's try something different. Not that what we had going on wasn't working, but we also – we had probably what I could say was the best wide receiver in college football for maybe the past 10 years. I mean, we had one of Pick the your best of right, right. We had we had two guys, one on each side. Who are we gonna go through, go to? Mm-hmm. We don't really have that this year. I mean, we have a Buka, yes, yeah. and I I'm really excited to see what Tate will do. I I think Tate Me will too. step up this year. He's gonna have to. Exactly. So, but we don't really have those options this year. And I think bringing in a dual threat offense is the perfect idea to kind of offset us not really having those options anymore. Mm-hmm. So on to the next topic. I <laughs> I brought up a game to you about five minutes before we started recording and uh, gave you no time to think whatsoever. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, with it being Super Bowl week, which I don't think I've really even talked about it, it's Super Bowl week, Tyler. It it's I the know, day before he, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and on, honestly, Brett, I it doesn't even feel like it. I'm like, there's a Super Bowl tomorrow. Like, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone weird. was talking about it today at work, and I was like, oh yeah, that is tomorrow, isn't it? Like, <laughs> in past years, I've been so excited about the Super Bowl. With my team being the Patriots, for many years, they were always in the conversation. Your team being the Browns, for many years, weren't even close to the conversation. Thanks for that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm getting there. It's flipped for us this year. It has. So, So you know what a defeat in the playoffs does to the rest of the playoffs for you as a person. You don't care anymore. I mean, all uh, a couple years we would lose in the AFC Championship, and I'd say screw it, I don't even care about the Super Bowl this year because it yep. it, it feels different. 
You're you're mm-hmm. rooting for these teams all year long. They're winning. They're doing good. You have what I didn't even write down in my notes, but we have to talk about. I totally forgot about it. You have the comeback player of the year coming onto your team late. Yeah. And you're making these runs, and then it ends. You hit the Texans brick wall. And you just don't care anymore. Because what's the point? Mm-hmm. You you had, gosh, what, five years ago you went 0-16? Yeah, and we had, celebrated that. You had a damn parade for going 0-16. Yep. So <laughs> to go from that to the short little... I'm starting to sound like Gus Johnson here. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. But you, <laughs> you have the short little, I mean, only five years to be able to turn a team around and go to the – or not the Super Bowl, but the playoffs and have a chance at the Super Bowl. That's huge. And then for it to just end, I know how you feel. Trust me. <laughs> I've been there. Okay, sorry, yeah. guys. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. There's going to be some editing that I'm going to have to do, but we'll figure it out. So as I was talking about, yeah. uh, I totally forgot to put it in my notes, but uh, the Browns basically swept the NFL honors. Yeah. I mean, you go out there and you say, huh, no, our awards. <laughs> These are the Cleveland Browns honors this year. So mm-hmm. um, MVP, Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, that was, that. that was honestly up in the air for me. I wasn't exactly sure who would get it. There was a couple people that I had in mind that would be getting that award. Yeah, you know, there was and Stephen A was going on a rant about this. Oh, there, of course. L- Lamar Jackson received 49 of the 51st place votes. Josh Allen received the other first place vote. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't I that if if I would have said Lamar Jackson, I would have thought Josh Allen would be a close second, but I guess there were no close seconds. Yeah, and you you know those media ESPN guys, they were again. I like Josh Allen, but you can't win MVP if if you're throwing like two interceptions a game. I'm sorry, right? And, and yes, he's good, ish. You know, I, but I, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's just the turnovers, like you know, he can't he can't beat Patrick Mahomes when it matters, right? And as far as MVP goes, I mean, Lamar's fine. Like, he had a hell of a year. He did. So. So, and then we have, now, I I wish Matthew was here. Because <laughs> I told him, comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. And I think you told me that, too. I did. And mm-hmm. I told everyone that would listen. Joe Flacco would get comeback player of the year. And everyone was like, no, no, no. Damar Hamlin died. Yes, I get it. Demar Hamlin died, and mm-hmm. in a way, one hundred percent, he should have gotten comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. But Joe Flacco was in the NFL quarterback graveyard, if you want to put it that way, and yeah, he comes yeah. off he comes off his couch and throws three hundred yards a game. Yeah, I, how is that not comeback player of the year? Mm-hmm. I get it. You, you know, and but, like I told you, I disagree. Like, without a doubt, I think it should have been DeMar. But then I look right. at it on the side of how much, what impact does, did DeMar, 
DeMar have on Buffalo because he never sees the field. I know. And and that's the other thing. And I feel bad for the guy because Mm -hmm. he did go out there. He went through a lot and he doesn't play. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I I, I sound like an asshole. I really do when I talk about this (laughs) because, yes, DeMar Hamlin should have had it 100%. He deserves it. He died on a football field, and then the next year he puts pads on. Uh Uh-uh. If I'm dead on a football field, I'm never looking at a football field again in my life, let alone go play on it. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him credit. 100%. And I don't remember which which game it was, but it was in, like, the last quadrant of games where he did – he did see the field, but only because, like, the guy above him was injured on depth chart gotcha. or got injured during the game. Yeah. So, if, if you're looking at it at a football standpoint, 100% it goes to Joe Flacco. If mm-hmm. you're looking at it as a life standpoint, <laughs> that's got to go to DeMar. Like, right. So, right. It's, you know, it's a like staying on the. Yeah, same on the awards topic. Like, it's great and all, but then again, I don't really care that much. I'd rather still be playing right now and playing tomorrow. Yeah. So as we were talking about uh, Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the Year, which we all saw coming. Um, Defensive Player of the Year. I kind of thought it was going to be T.J. Watt. But it ended up being Miles Garrett. So mm-hmm. I was I was happy to see that. Um, Me too. Obviously, you know, as a right. Browns fan, you know, yeah. he definitely deserves it. But I see the argument for TJ too. Right. So yeah, you know, then, I had no impact on it. So I'm just a spectator. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one that I was honestly the most shocked about was Coach of the Year Kevin Stefanski. You were shocked by that. I was. I I saw the Dan Campbell coming. I saw the Dan. Yeah, Dan's one and D'Amico Ryan's another. <laughs> right. D'Amico Ryan was the other one that I saw coming also. But, you know, you, you look at Cleveland and Stefanski, he won with four different starting quarterbacks this year. Right, exactly. And who else, who else did that? Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> If someone Who, else did, then that'd be good. What, what other team in the NFL lost one guy from each like starting position on the field? Nobody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it's nuts to even say that and it be true. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's definitely crazy. So I mean, for as much as what we as what they went through this year, I mean, definitely deserving. Right. So back backtracking to what I was talking about before <laughs> was the game that I wanted to talk about. So I came up with a little game in my head. And like I said, I gave you 30 seconds to come up with your answers. But I wanted, with it being Super Bowl week, I wanted to bring up your top three Super Bowl moments of all time. So I'll let you go first. I want to know your top three. My top three, and, you know, you're probably going to like two of these, but okay. um, number one is Patriots, Falcons, Patriots coming back down from 28 to three in the final quarter. Right. Oh, number two nuts. 
is having Marshawn Lynch in Seattle not using him and Russell Wilson <laughs> throwing the goal line pick against New England. <laughs> and the third the third one is where I had to like really dig deep and think. And so I came up with the one a few years ago with Joe Burrow against the Rams in the Super Bowl, the right. game that basically went back and forth down to the wire. And I think eventually Cincinnati turned the ball on down or over on downs, maybe that sealed the deal for LA. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was probably one of the closest games that I've ever seen a Super Bowl really be. I yeah. mean, normally Super Bowls, there's that one team that you know is gonna win it. It's not always a blowout, but sometimes it is. I mean, you go back to the Broncos versus the Panthers, where that was just an absolute oh, oh that was yeah. awful to watch. <laughs> so um yeah, those are three good ones. Uh thanks. My three, you kind of stole two of them. Uh <laughs> of course, with me being a Patriots fan, yes, the fourth quarter was amazing. But my favorite part about it was Julian Edelman in the catch. Mm. I yep. mean, mm. no one else could do that. I mean, I'm sure someone else could try. But the way that he had to contort his body, and yes, he did get lucky with a Falcons player's cleat helping him <laughs> catch the ball a little bit. Well, that, and that totally flipped the field, too. I mean, they went... Right. From like the thirty to inside the Atlanta forty yard line. Yeah, that was one of the biggest. That was probably the biggest play and momentum changer in that whole entire Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you completely took my second one, and that's the interception on the goal line. I mean, it's one of well, my favorite I, I plays apologize. of all time. I no. didn't know what else to do. So. Well, no, it's the best Super Bowl play of all time, so why wouldn't you take it? <laughs> Fair. I actually have a friend uh, at work, and she is a Seahawks fan. Oh, no. So she posted a memory from on Facebook about a week or two ago. And it's from her watching the NFC Championship game and finding out that the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So she posts on Facebook, oh my gosh, my Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. I go in the comments. <laughs> I didn't say a word. I didn't know this was a thing. But there's a gif of Malcolm mm-hmm. Butler picking off Russell Wilson on the goal line. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I just comment that gift. I don't say yeah. any words. That's all I say. And, and she comes in she, in the comments. She goes, of course you would put that on there. <laughs> well, as a Patriots fan, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> right, exactly. And then my final one, and this is probably, I, I when I think of the Super Bowl, this moment pops in my head every time. And that's the Santonio Holmes catch against the Cardinals in the end zone. Do you remember that catch? Nope. You don't? Okay. Nope, I do not. So, Santonio Holmes, it's like a six-yard route, I think. It's like a six-yard out. Mm -hmm. And Ben just floats it up to him. 
and he Centennial Holmes jumps up and comes perfectly down with two feet right next to the goal line. And that's what wow. one of the games. Wow. Yeah, that's one of my favorite catches <laughs> of all time. As much as I hate the Steelers, it's right. one of my favorite right. moments of all time. <laughs> so it's one of those where like, yeah, I don't remember it, but if I were to watch a video, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So I want to take probably five, ten minutes. Just talk about the Super Bowl. Um we'll start right at the beginning. Post Malone singing the national anthem. How long do you think it's gonna be? Over or under four minutes. It's gonna be under four minutes. You think and so? if it's over four minutes, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, we'll literally just sing the national anthem. I don't know why. And it's not just like celebrities. Just sing it. It takes two minutes. Yeah. Or less than that. And just go out there saying it. You don't need to do all this hoopla and these long notes. Just get it over with. <laughs> I think, that's just how I feel. I think Post Malone will honestly be one of the only ones that keeps it to the point. I sure I, hope so. I don't think he's going to go too extra with it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be completely wrong. But yeah. And then I think it's Dolly Parton singing America the Beautiful. That sounds right. Which that'll take forever. Yep. I, I, I get enough crap about it. I'm not a Dolly Parton fan. I'm really not. I just, I don't know. Everyone mm-hmm. always yells at me, but <laughs> <laughs> and then we have somebody else singing a song that I've never heard of before. So okay, yeah, I, I don't even know, but they they threw that one in. There. I didn't, to be honest, didn't know Post Malone was doing the national anthem and Dolly was doing that. So okay, well there you go. I you learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I want to know. Who do you, or not who, how do you think the Super Bowl is going to go? Do you think it's going to be a blowout? Do you think it's going to be a close one? Um, I have it. I have it as a close game. I think whoever wins is going to win by 10 points or less. Gotcha. Okay. I think, now, what I want to see personally is I want to see Brock Purdy go out there and absolutely decimate the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I want to see Mr. Irrelevant go out there, honestly show his own team that they were wrong for picking him last in the draft, (laughs) and just go out there and kill it, because I honestly think he's a quarterback that can. Yeah. And not only that, but he has Christian McCaffrey right there in the backfield with him. And I honestly think McCaffrey's going to kill it this game. Yeah. Um, I If he if he's going to do damage, I think it's going to have to be in the passing game. I think that KC run defense is pretty stout. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, McCaffrey's going to McCaffrey. He's going to get 100 yards. Some way. <laughs> passing, yeah. rushing, maybe 100 yards of both. Uh, I Right. Who knows what he's going to do? Um, mm-hmm. But then you look on the other side. 
and you have Chris Jones on their defensive line. You yeah. have, I mean, their secondary is probably one of the best in the NFL. I mean, their whole de- whole entire defense is a crazy defense. You, you know, I agree, but there's like nobody, there's no standout names that I really recognize on that KC back end. Right, exactly. I mean, they have a great defense and they've shown it, mm-hmm. but they don't have anybody that great. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, I think the 49ers are the same. I mean, they have they have stars that all over their defense, but there's nobody that's like mm-hmm. stand out, stand out. Like right. So I'm I'm gonna bring up something. I don't know if you know this or not, but my my favorite NFL referee is a fish is the head referee for tomorrow's Super Bowl. Oh do you, really? Do you know who that is? No, I don't. It's Bill Vinovich. Okay. I did not know. I that. Yep, it's I like his voice and the way that he points. <laughs> the way that he points, or he'll do holding, offense. Oh, Bill Vinovich. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, uh, yeah. He's one of my favorites too. Okay, so okay, yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know who the refs yeah. were. I know there was that one team of refs that absolutely got banned from the Super Bowl. But <laughs> right. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know Bill Vinovich was the head ref. Mm-hmm. Okay. And honestly, I don't know what to expect because I've watched his games and there could be 20 flags or there could be five in the whole game. Right. So tomorrow yeah. should be interesting. But I feel like he's a very fair ref. Yeah. I think so. But it's also the Chiefs, and I've seen him be the ref of the Chiefs, and everything goes their way. So, I don't know. Um, So, we go to the other side, and you have Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And honestly, this is the first year that I could say that I've seen some of their struggles. Yeah. I mean, they have not been the perfect Kansas City Chiefs offense that you think of. Mm-hmm. I did say, or I did see, there was a new award after the NFL Honors that came out. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, there was actually a new Defensive Player of the Year. Everyone okay. thought it went to Miles Garrett, but it actually went to Kadarius Tony. I mean, he got defensive oh, player gosh. of the year as a wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I, I did see the other day uh, somebody tweeted. They said the biggest loss for the Kansas City Chiefs happened today. They said Kadarius Tony has been set on the active list. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do kind of feel bad for Kadarius Tony. You know, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like all jokes aside, like you gotta feel bad for him. I mean he's still an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. He's still doing things that you and I couldn't even dream of doing. <laughs> right. But it's still hilarious to see people make fun of him. I mean <laughs> it still makes my day. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, and I forget, is is he active tomorrow? Inactive? Do you know? He is active. Okay. Okay. So we do have to we do have to watch him drop some balls. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you have Sailor's boyfriend Travis. Yeah. Can't, can't forget that man. And then my favorite player on the Chiefs, because he gave me a hell of a bunch of fantasy points this year. Isaiah Pacheco, <laughs> which honestly kind of came out of nowhere. I picked, I picked him up on my fantasy team. And I'm like, great. Now I have a shit running back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pacheco really came along, like you said, because you know everybody thought it was going, going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire in Kansas yeah. City. And he was like his third or fourth string, maybe. Right. Yeah. And I saw Jarek McKinnon is going to be active. So probably oh, back okay. up. Pacheco, okay. I would imagine anyway. Yeah. So. So honestly, I think I think it'll be a good game tomorrow. Um, I think it's honestly, as they've always said, defense wins championships, and I do think it's whoever has the best defense out there is going to be able to win the game. Mm. Well, and. The way I feel is San Francisco's got the better defense. Agreed. If Nick Bosa and Chase Young don't, it is no. Is it Nick Bosa and San Fran? Yeah, it's not yes. Joey Jones in LA. Yeah, right. So, and like in my opinion, those two have got to make life difficult for Patrick. Right. They got to get back there. Mm-hmm. So. Normally on this podcast, as you know, and all of our listeners know, we normally review a beer at this point. <laughs> Tyler's not a drink, but oh, let me try that again. Tyler's not a beer drinker. He's almost, or he's also almost four hours away from me right now. <laughs> Over four and a half hours, or yeah. about four and a half hours away. Yeah, so almost five hours, sorry. Uh, <laughs> almost five hours away from me right now. We're doing this over Zoom, so I can't really hand him a beer. <laughs> so I've known Tyler all of my life knowing Tyler with a Barry Propel in his hand. <laughs> they should have sponsored him. They should give him free Propel for life. Propel, if you're listening, this man has literally kept you open as a company. (laughs) (laughs) So I've drank it. We all know Tyler's drank it. What's your rating on Barry Propel, Tyler? I got to know. Barry Barry Propel is the most superior Propel that there is. No other flavor compares to Barry Propel. And I spend way too much money a month buying 12 packs of Barry Propel <laughs> at Walmart. So you don't think grape is and it's than nine, Barry? And it's nine bucks for a 12-pack nowadays. Oh, jeez. And it doesn't stop me from buying it. <laughs> so you don't think grape is better than Barry? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nothing nothing can touch Barry Propel in my opinion. <laughs> well, we all know how Tyler feels about Propel now. <laughs> well now you bring it up. Might have to look into the whole sponsor Propel sponsor thing. Right? I'm telling you, yeah. dude. At this point, I'm pretty yeah. sure you've kept them open as a business. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well get some free drinks out of it. 
Yeah, that that go a long way for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind getting sponsored by Mountain Dew. I mean, yeah. that wouldn't be bad. Whoa. <laughs> it's not. I have. I a, see that. It, it's gone. Yeah. On Zoom, I have a uh, thing, a uh, little background, and my mm-hmm. you can't see my Mountain Dew. Anyway. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I get distracted by the little things. Um, so... Tyler's not as big into betting as uh, Matthew and I are. So you all know I have to have my uh, Brett's bad bet of the week that still hasn't hit once. Um, so why not try again? <laughs> hey, you know, you gotta keep, gotta keep trying. So, you know, cause eventually you're, you're going to, you're going to crack through one of these babies. Exactly. So I have a five leg parlay. Just for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Super Bowl okay. only. Uh Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. Brock Purdy, two hundred and fifty plus yards passing. Travis Kelsey, six plus receptions. And Christian McCaffrey, a hundred plus yards rushing. Oof. Yeah, that was my big. The, the last one will make me sweat a little bit tomorrow. Yeah. So if if it hits, I get a hundred nine dollars out of it. So not terrible, but probably won't happen. How much into it? Ten. Yeah, Five? ten. Okay. So so on the topic of sports betting for a second, okay? Yeah. Like. I see Fandle posts all the time and everything. And look, there, there, there are these people out there that put together the most ridiculous parlays that there are, and they hit. Right. And they put in like two bucks and cash out at like ten thousand. Yeah, I know. It makes no sense. Like there was one the other night that did like all unders in like one of the major sports. I think. Yeah. Like. Um. But yeah, it just make, makes you think. Like, what well, what do I have to do to hit one of those? <laughs> right, exactly. So, normally our last segment, we always go for the primetime spread, and of course, the only primetime game this week is the Super Bowl, <laughs> which has the Forty ers at one and a half. Mm-hmm. So. Are you? Are we going to take that one and a half, or are we going to take the Chiefs at plus one and a half? I think with as low of a spread as that, and I think the 49ers are going to win, I'm going to have to take the one and a half point spread for the 49ers. I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing along that line. Yeah. So I think that's it. So, Tyler, thank you for joining the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. I did. And all the listeners, of course, I always hope you have a lot of fun. Yeah, if no, you did, I hope, hope the listeners enjoy, and I hope to be back. Right, right exactly. You took the <laughs> words right out of my mouth, Tyler. <laughs> Everyone, have a great week. Enjoy watching the Super Bowl. I hope it's a good one. See you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening. 
Might be a lie. 